Welcome to the Random Tea Random Movies Podcast. I'm Queenie. I'm Shania. And today we're talking about Fantastic Beasts and where to find them. They're all in a box. Oh my god, I'm so excited. I've I've really been looking forward to this for a while now. Like, ever since it was announced. <laughs> Especially since JK did the screenplay, so. Well, sure. Uh, well, she did write the other books. But well, yeah. they're her characters, though. Yeah. And like we were talking about before the podcast, she did really well in protecting herself and protecting her characters and intellectual property. Yeah, she did. When she was signing all the contracts. Thank so, God. Yeah. So, um, I enjoyed this movie much more than I expected to. Yeah. Like, I wasn't... I had high hopes because I thought, you know, it had a... It looked like it had a really good cast. It, You know, they were putting money behind it. You know, the director was the guy that did, I think, the last three Harry Potters. Um, David Yates and so I mean I, I had high hopes but as far as the story I guess it was probably good that it was I like had no expectations because I didn't know anything about it yeah that's my biggest problem with this movie is uh, probably that I wasn't connected to the characters yeah because I did miss like like I think I even said it a couple minutes ago like I want to know what their wands are made of yeah, he did Half-Blood Prince, Part 1 and Part 2, Deathly Hallows. Also, Order of the Phoenix. Yeah. So, like, I'm, I, I want to know all the little minutiae stuff, like, I get from a book. Yeah, see, that's the thing. I couldn't connect to any of the... Because I, I went and saw it last night for the second time for the podcast. And I'm watching the movie, and I'm realizing I didn't enjoy it as much because I wasn't connected to the characters. I didn't know them. I'm like, I have no background. I have no emotional attachment to these brand new characters. Yeah, yeah. That does and make it harder. It, named, it did make it harder, whereas, and this is mentioned in our feedback in a couple of places about, mm-hmm. um, you know, not having read the books, there's not more story right, right. to it, so. Because I'm the nerd that it literally, because I, I know she's she's actually mentioned that she might do it, because, um, you know, Hermione has read Hogwarts history and mm-hmm. keeps bringing up these little nuggets of trivia about Hogwarts, yeah. and it's supposed to be this gigantic book, and she's even said, like, yeah, I might do that. I'm the nerd that would be like, please make it like 2,000 pages and I will read the fuck out of it. There was a big battle between her and a group that was trying to build a Harry Potter lexicon. Yes, I remember that. There was a legal battle there. I remember that. She owns all the rights to the intellectual property. And she was very supportive of them until they were going to publish it. They were going to make money off of it. And then, yeah, yeah, that was that was not a pretty time because the, the HP lexicon was like, I mean, that was like the reference. Mhm. Um you went to for like minutia that yeah, you needed. Yeah, and she was fine with that. It was, you know, but it's still her intellectual property and I totally exactly. get that. She created these characters. They're yeah. hers. Cuz they cuz the cool thing that they did is they would take kind of like um so spake Martin um, with Game of Thrones, they would take her appearances and interviews mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. any little nugget of information right. they could get from that that wasn't in the books, but they'd catalog it. Mm-hmm. And it was, it, yeah, it was a really cool site. I think it, I don't know if it's still around. I'm sure. I don't know. I don't know if there was an injunction well, or whatever. With Pottermore now. Yeah, that's true. I don't honestly know. But, uh, but yeah, I mean, I enjoyed it. It was great. The characters were fun. I just want the book. Yeah, but, the, but on the plus side of there not being a book, you can't go, Oh my god, they did that wrong. Oh, I, but we never know that I direct, never things are wrong. No, I'm pretty sure did you put the name in your in the goblet of fire, Harry, he screamed, um, is wrong. That's just fucking wrong. I know, I know. But, but yeah, still. so there's there's but she none, approved all those screenplays. She did. But there's there's none of those moments where you're like, Oh my god, why didn't they put this in? Oh my god, this was so important. Why didn't you so so you know, yeah, there's a trade off. Those, those things don't bother me as much though. Yeah. 
Goblet of Fire still bothers me. I'm sorry that Goblet of Fire still. bothers you. But yeah. Let go of your grudges, honey. They just, they don't do you any good. Let it go. You know I'm a grudge master. Don't let, just let it go. I can't. You have to. Can't. You're going to have to. You Never going to. You're going to die young. I live on spite. That's true, you do. As I drink my vodka. And which one of us is on Gryffindor? You are, believe that it or not. me. Yeah. <laughs> yep. <laughs> yep. So yeah, pick I'm Ravenclaw. If anybody's new, welcome. Pick, pick your battles. Call, call, motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> supposed to be in fucking Ravenclaw. I don't know what the f- Gryffindor is bullshit. So, <laughs> so what's your American house? I forgot. You forgot? <sighs> Hold on. Uh, um, It's the Ravenclaw one. I th- <laughs> It's the one that's all Ravenclaw. Well, it's not Ravenclaw because I Ravenclaw know. is not in America. <laughs> Hold on. I got to look it up because you're Thunderbird, right? I am Thunderbird. I am, in fact, Thunderbird, which is basically the Griffin. Doorhouse. Um, <laughs> I know. Like, <laughs> hold on. P O T T. No, I'm P-O- looking up Ilver Morning Houses. Like, oh, okay. I thought you were going to Pottermore. Pottermore takes too long to load, and it's full of shit. And you just have to click through like fifty thousand things to get what you want. Um, Horn Serpent. Okay. I'm the Horn Serpent. I don't even know what that means. And you're you're Thunderbird. I'm Thunderbird. Um, and, and I know a, a lot of people have a lot of strong feelings about Ilvermorny and its existence and the fact that it's supposedly the one wizard school in America and that's really dumb. Um, it kind of is, though. I mean, it really is. And a lot of people are upset because they feel like she didn't um, take a lot of things into account like natives um, and the fact that they would have a different magic structure, most likely. And then you got to talk about colonialism and then... Um, uh, and then you bring slaves into it, and they probably had their own um, setup because, you know, racially and um, economically, America has been quite divided over the years. So to have an Eastern Seaboard boarding school do the whole of yeah, the country care. is yeah, okay. kind of silly. I don't care because fiction. Yeah. Yeah. And it's it's J.K. Rowling's fiction, so... Yeah. I have you have you read is. the um no. the thing on Pottermore about like like the explanation of her founding it and all this crap? No, it's it's good. No, I enjoyed it. I don't care. Okay, <laughs> I just want to see a movie. Yeah, <laughs> I, I'm like all these people getting all upset and angry. I'm like, it's fiction. It's <laughs> it's it's made up. <laughs> it's not real. So yeah, <laughs> so I'm Horn Serpent, and clearly that stuck with me really well okay um, I thought, i'm frank yeah you frank are frank the thunderbird yeah you are you're Great so fun. majestic i am i guess well okay well, it kind of makes sense because my patronus is the abraxian winged horse mm. a fucking pegasus it's a fucking pegasus okay it it's a pegasus it is call it a pegasus it is fiction yeah so yeah what's your wand uh fuck me you're gonna make me log into pottermore aren't you yep God. <laughs> <laughs> All right, I'll get back to it. All right, my wand is laurel wood, phoenix feather core, ten inches in length, and uh, supple flexibility. Ooh, mm. it is said that a laurel wand cannot perform a dishonorable act. That's not my wand. <laughs> laurel wands are sometimes called fickle. What email did I use to sign up with this? The lower one seems unstable to tolerant laziness in a possessor and is in such conditions that it is most easily and willingly won away. 
Otherwise, it will cleave happily to cleave. its first match forever. Aww. And indeed, has the unusual and engaging attribute of issuing a spontaneous lightning strike if another witch or wizard attempts to steal it. Damn, son, I like that. You're one as a security system. <laughs> But Phoenix Core, which is the rarest core type, uh, I'm mostly just, I'm just over here vamping until you find what you're looking for. My wand. Okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, Elm, 11 okay. inch, unicorn yeah. hair core, and it's hard flexibility. That sounds about right. Yeah. Yeah. Sounds about right. Yeah. Okay. So there's that. Yeah. So. Um, so yeah, I, I did really enjoy it. It was fun. It was. It was a lot of fun. Um, I totally get a lot of the comparisons I'm reading about him and the Eleventh Doctor. Yeah, because there's there's a lot of that. And I I, w- I would have personally liked to see Maddie in the role, and because I adore the Eleventh Doctor, I don't even care if it would have been basically well, the same character. Yeah, yeah. Um, our friend Kaylin was saying that she thinks that if he had been, it would have been over the top. It would have been too much. Yeah. Because it would have been the Eleventh Doctor. Yeah. It would, magic. in fact, be. Yeah. It, it, yeah. So she was. She made the argument that it would have been too much. I'm like. Probably. Yeah. That's a good point. Well, before we get too far into our podcast. Yeah. Uh, our friend Valerie. Yes. Um, also known as Cloakstone69 on Tumblr and Twitter and various other social uh, platforms AO3. on AO3, yeah. AO3. Mm-hmm. Uh, and uh, she was nice enough to uh, give us a little recap yeah. on the movie. Uh, She's and, our big, our biggest Harry Potter fan friend. She is. So we asked her to record a little something, something. Yeah. So let's, let's hear from her real quick. Hello, listeners. My name is Valerie, also known as Cloakstone on Twitter, Tumblr, and AO3. And I'm here to talk to you today about Fantastic Beasts and where to find them. I saw the movie about a week ago, and I purchased the script as written by J.K. Rowling in book form uh, several days ago. And so let's just dive right in. Um, for those of you who don't know or maybe weren't born yet, um, Fantastic Beasts and Where to Find Them, as we all know, is one of Harry's textbook. And it was published back in March 2001 by J.K. Rowling uh, for to raise money for Comic Relief UK, along with Quidditch Through the Ages. Now, both of these are very short, um, you know, meant to be Harry's textbooks within the Harry Potter universe. And so there's not really a narrative to either of them at all. But of course, um, back in 1998 or 99, uh, when Warner Brothers agreed to uh, make films based on Harry Potter. Um, it was within the contract that they could not make any films that were not based on books published by J.K. Rowling. And now that they've exhausted all of the uh, books in the original series, they had no choice but to attempt to make some kind of narrative out of Fantastic Beasts. And so J.K. Rowling agreed to at first write a short story and then she just decided how I'll just go ahead and write the script myself. And so after three years of waiting, 
Uh, we now have the first of what is apparently going to be five installments in this new series uh, set in 1926. So let's talk about all of the new characters that we have just met. Uh, the first, of course, is Newt Scamander, who is the author or to be author of Fantastic Beasts and Where to Find Them, played by Eddie Redmayne. Um, he's a bit familiar looking, very much like the 11th Doctor in both appearance and behaviors. Um, he's, you know, a little bit kooky, um, but very, very dedicated and passionate to caring about all kinds of animals, um, both magical and non-magical. Secondly, we have Jacob Kowalski, who is a muggle or nomad, as we call them in America. And he is, at the start of the film, he is hoping to obtain a loan in order to start a bakery in memory of his beloved grandmother. And uh, he's a very, very good pastry chef. Um, and he seems to have a bit of a past uh, involving fighting in World War One, which I am sure we will learn about more in the next film. Um, but Jacob is very lovable, you know, bit of comic relief here and there, um, but definitely someone to learn more about in the coming films. And he spends most of the film as Newt's sidekick. Uh, thirdly, we have Tina Goldstein, who uh, worked at MACUSA, which is the Magical Congress of the United States of America. And uh, apparently she used to be an Auror there, um, before there was a run-in with some nomadges, and she got kicked out. Her sister, Queenie, um, is a legilimens, very beautiful, very stereotypically sexy of 1926, and um, she is just absolute purest cinnamon roll ever, like, for reals. And then we also have um, Graves, who is apparently the head order at Makusa, as well as um, the president, Madame President Pickery, um, who is the head of Makusa, of course. And then we have some more nomadges, um, Mary Lou, who is the head of the New Salemers, who is a group that is trying to discover and stamp out witchcraft in America. Um, she has several adopted uh, sons and daughters, um, one of whom is Credence, uh, a teenage boy with a absolute atrocious haircut. Um, who has somehow befriended Graves and is doing some undercover work for him. Um, another of the adopted daughters is um, Modesty, a little eight-year-old girl, 
slightly creepy, um, but clearly brainwashed. Poor thing. There are a few other characters um, in the background, but these seem to be the most important at this time. So let's move right in to the plot of the film. Uh, when we first open, Newt is coming into America um, he, on pretense of collecting some more creatures to add to his magical case, which appears to be a TARDIS, um, since it's very big on the inside. Um, and he, when he comes in, he stumbles upon the New Salemers preaching about the evils of witchcraft and the odd goings-on in the city, of which there was seemingly another attack just this just that morning. Um, and while Newt is there, they are all standing outside of a bank. Um, he runs into Tina, who is also trying to surreptitiously listen to the New Salemers, as well as Jacob, who is at the bank, of course, to get a loan to open his bakery. And then a Niffler escapes from Newt's case, and chaos ensues, and Jacob and Newt uh, have a run-in with the president of the bank, um, but they escape, and then Jacob escapes with before Newt can obliviate him or erase his memory. And thus, um, Tina observes both of them and takes Newt in to, uh, to Makusa for questioning. Um, but since she no longer works there, she is unable to have him arrested. So she just registers his wand and then they open Newt's case and realize that his case was accidentally switched with Jacob's case. Jacob's briefcase had been filled with pastries while Newt's, of course, had been filled with magical creatures. So they quickly hunt down Jacob, who has been bitten by a Mertlap and several other creatures from the case have escaped. And so they quickly uh, bring Jacob back to Tina and Queenie's apartment, where they are apparently not allowed to have male friends over. Um, and Queenie becomes instantly besotted with Jacob. Queenie, as you remember, is Tina's sister, and a Legilimens. Um, and of course, Jacob is just like overwhelmed by Queenie in every respect. Um, not, not only because of her beauty, but also because she is a fabulous, fabulous cook. And Newt is just hoping to get on with recollecting all of his creatures that he's lost. Um, but he has to wait until he and Jacob have been put to bed with hot cocoa. Um, before they clamber down into Newt's case, um, where Newt heals Jacob and shows him around to all of the different environments with all of his different magical creatures inside them that he is looking after, either healing or rescuing from complete extinction um, or returning back to their homeland environments. Now, at this point, um, we find out that Graves and Credence have been meeting in secret 
Um, and Graves has asked Credence to find a child who, you know, has, has been repressing their magic for so long that in, you know, in order to pretend to be a muggle or a nomad that some kind of virus has overtaken them and turned them into an obscurus or obscurio, which is um, a very shadowy force of nature that basically just destroys everything in sight. Um, and so we come back and Newt and Jacob have snuck away um, from Queenie and Tina's apartment and they are trying to hunt down uh, any creatures that that have escaped, including the Niffler, which they find in a jewelry shop and many, many things happen. Chaos ensues. Um, and then finally they manage to, to track down a couple more creatures. And Tina, of course, has, has been able to find them and follow them. And... Uh, once they capture an rumpant after a very extravagant mating dance, complete with pheromones, um, she brings the case with Newt and Jacob inside back to Makusa, where an international confederation of wizards has met. And um, she barges into their meeting and gets Jacob and Newt to come out of the case Um and then they are all, for some reason, arrested for absolutely no reason. And then Graves, who clearly was Tina's mentor at some point, uh, basically sends them to death. Um, he, uh, they get taken down into this room where it's like a giant pensive with an electric chair in the middle and Tina is the one who is supposed to go first and they draw out memories from her mind and uh she is you know clearly thinking of her mother um and and the the memories in this giant pensive like basically force her to you know attempt to commit suicide but luckily Newt has a bow truckle and another magical creature, I believe it's called a swooping evil up his sleeve or sleeves. And, uh, they managed to escape. And at the same time, um, Queenie has sensed somehow with her legitimacy that her sister is in danger and needs rescuing. And so Queenie very, very efficiently sets off through Makusa to, uh, rescue the damsels in distress as the case may be. And then they all manage to get out inside of Newt's case. Um, and then they have to hunt down still a few more creatures, uh, including an Akami, which hilariously fills any space that it occupies, just like a cat, except it's a dragon looking thing. Um, and they, you can tell that the movie is set around Christmas time because they eventually find it in Macy's, which is decked out in, uh, in Christmas decorations. Um, and then once they 
capture the alchemy, they realize that while Newt has an Obscurus in his case, um, that of a little girl he met in Africa, there must still be another Obscurus somewhere in the city because a senator has been murdered in front of like hundreds of people. Um, so they set out to find that Obscurus and find out who was who turned into that Obscurus. Um, when Graves happens upon the New Salemers hideout and he believes that Modesty, the little eight-year-old girl, has turned in, into an Obscurus. Um, but it turns out that it was actually Credence who was an Obscurus. Even though Obscuruses are not supposed to survive past the age of 10, um, apparently he has. And he is very, very upset and frustrated because Graves, you know, basically called him useless. And uh, Credence then sets about, you know, wrecking New York City. Um and eventually they, they corner Credence down in the subway and Newt attempts to talk Credence down, uh, which he does. But then Graves makes him furious again. And uh, eventually the other Aurors from Makusa, including the president, you know, come in and throw up a containment charm and then apparently blast Credence into oblivion, um, whereupon Graves starts spouting this speech about hiding and the, you know, rules about having to hide from muggles and why it's damaging to all of these children who are apparently, you know, supposed to um, repress their magic in order to survive. And then Newt, we're not quite sure because Newt uses a magical creature to uh, disarm Graves and uh, and bind him up. But, um, well, obviously there will be many theories on that particular aspect to come. Um, but once they have Graves restrained, um, they perform a Revelio charm on him and oh I'm not going to spoil it for you because honestly if you've been listening this far you deserve to be spoiled but uh, it turns out that Graves is not who we thought he was um, which if any of us are Sherlock fans were obviously able to deduce these sort of things from the very beginning of the film because honestly haircuts why why would you even why would you even give that away in such a manner? Honestly, you you all disgust me. But anyway, um, the end of the film is, you know, a little bit conclusive. Um, we see Jacob, you know, having to forget everything that he saw and everyone that he met. It's all very sad um, during the film. But of course, the the potion essentially that was made with swooping evil venom and the Thunderbird's rain, um, 
you know, is only supposed to wipe away bad memories. And of course, Jacob didn't have entirely bad memories throughout the movie. So he may remember some things. Um, we also see, uh, Tina and Newt having to say goodbye. Newt has to, you know, either go back to England or, uh, or go find some other creatures, um, or possibly on orders of Dumbledore, find some other obscurances to, uh, either protect or, or cure all over the world. But he promises to finish writing his book and bring a copy, a signed copy back to Tina. It's all very cute. And they, they look like they want to kiss, but they don't. And of course we're meant to be shipping them, but honestly, yeah. Anyway, um, other thoughts, you know, this is JK Rowling we're talking about. So, you know, she's got everything planned. Everything is plotted out. You know that every single character has a childhood history and family tree written up. Um, there was some lovely, lovely banter about, you know, which magical school was better, whether it was Hogwarts or Ilvermorny. Um, there's a whole lot of history about American witches and wizards and the magical community. Um, you can read all about that on Pottermore.com along with several other new things that we've learned about the wizarding community. And uh, we are going to have eight more years of Potter. Wow. Thanks, everyone. You, I mean, really, it was us that made this happen. We kept this spirit of Harry Potter alive for nine years after the last book. And, uh, you know, I thought it was going to be over 10 years ago. And it's, it's still going. I mean, this is... It's going to be going for another hundred years, you guys, and uh, we're going to have a lot of fun, and we are going to fight evil, and everyone is going to be reading, and it's going to be great. Thank you all for listening, and um, I'll talk to you again in two years or maybe sooner. Um, who knows? Keep listening. Thanks, Val. We appreciate you doing that for us. We'll I'm so glad she did that. That's yeah, awesome. Yeah, we'll see. Uh, we'll hear back from her the next movie. Yeah, we will. Yeah, we will. So whether uh, she likes it or not, <laughs> <laughs> she she just doesn't know it yet. <laughs> Surprise. Uh, so let's uh, do what we usually do with these movies. Let's go character Absolutely. by character. Um, Newt Scamander, um, a precious who, um, pancake. Who from for the rest of this podcast I will now refer to as Newt. 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 Yeah, yeah, you will. <laughs> it took you like God. What did it take you like? Five seconds? No, no. It was you, about half you, the movie. No, you you restrained until the very end. And after the, when they were in the, it, they were at least in the train station and you leaned down and you were like, Newt, Newt, Newt. You're like, I'm sorry. I couldn't resist. And I was I'm, like, I'm really surprised you <laughs> waited that long. Newt, Newt. Newt, Newt. Okay, so how do we feel about Newt, Newt? Uh, I thought he was great. I thought he was awesome. Um, he had that 
very doctor-esque quality. Yes, Not necessarily just the 11th, but that kind of wonder and um, he the was need the, to protect. He was the awkward genius. Yeah. Yeah. He's Which, the awkward genius. Let's, yeah. let's face it. It's a trope. Eddie's been kind of playing to that just as much as Benedict has. Good point. I, I read somewhere the other day on Tumblr about uh, what if Eddie Redmayne and Benedict Cumberbatch were actually the same person, but were from two different dimensions stuck in the same world. <laughs> I totally buy that. They both played Hawking. So there's that. Um, I was a little concerned about him playing because all I can think of is Jupiter Ascending. Wow. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Woo. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, that is such a bad movie. I know a lot of people were worried because he's, he's a bigger name, and I know a lot of people wanted a no name. Mm-hmm. Um, because, I mean, look at the kids from the Harry Potter movies. Right. Um, but, yeah, I think he did a great job. Well, uh, I thought, yeah, I think in the end he was. Although, I really didn't feel any connection to his character. I did more the second time around. Okay, I can see that. Um, so, I think, I think it, it goes back to what we talked about at the beginning. Um, we, when you don't have a book to roll around yeah. in and reread and listen to and, you know, cause. And pick apart and. Yeah. And have those internal thoughts and have those little character well, details. And it's, it's hard to, it's harder to connect. And one of my favorite authors, um, David Eddings, who I've been trying to get you to read for years. Yeah. Um, read it. I'll get there. Read it. Point. Uh, he would never, uh, sell the film rights to his books because he always believed that what happened to your imagination was far more interesting than what you could put on film. Yeah. So, and that's why Stephen King books don't always translate well. Yeah. Cause, and, and there's a lot of thinky internal stuff. Mm-hmm. And processing yeah. and. Yeah. I, I kind of would have liked to have another piece from her in the world. Um, not through Harry's eyes, because Harry is an unreliable narrator. Bless his sweet little heart. Um, well, when you're telling your own story. Yeah. So, but, it, yeah. I, I do Can wish anybody there was a book. be a reliable narrator of their own story, though? Probably not. Probably not. He's pretty obtuse, though. That's true. He's just a kid. I know. I know. Uh, so, that, <laughs> that brings us to poor Patina Ugh. Goldstein. Love her so much. Uh, played by Catherine Waterston. Teeny. Who I didn't know. I did not know her either. Either? No. Mm-hmm. Uh, she works for the Magical Congress of the United States of America, also known as Makusa. Yep. Which, watching the film, not with without subtitles, oh, I was, was so confused. Well, like, what the fuck is a Makusa? Because at least when we would when we would watch the Harry Potter movies, like, we were intimately familiar with those words. You had seen them enough. Right? And you're like, yeah, that's whatever. That's such and such. Oh, that's so-and-so. But... It was, it's a whole new world. I had no idea what the fuck a Makusa was. Yeah, I know. I was like, what? Uh, I cannot wait to see this with uh, captions. I know, right? I didn't not like her character. Okay. But she, of the four, she's probably my least favorite. I can see that. She's kind of the wet blanket she's of, the, boring. of the of the yeah, group. She's a little, meh. Yeah. Uh, again, didn't feel connected to her character. I thought she was played well. She had a cute haircut. It endeared me to her when she went through most of the bank stuff with mustard on her lip uh, yeah i thought that was precious That's, yeah i thought that was great yeah uh and then uh jacob kowalski oh my sweet sweet precious muggle pancake all i can think of is mike kowalski mike kowalski <laughs> oh, <Kowalski. laughs> uh played by dan fogler oh my god he's okay great. he was probably my favorite he he was so he was my favorite 
He man, he went against gender norms. He was so adorable. He was such a sweetheart. He was he was the damsel in distress in this movie. He was. It was awesome. It was beautiful. It was so great. And he was not dumb. No, he was definitely not dumb. But he was the damsel in distress as far as tropes go in this movie, and he was absolutely adorable. The nomad. Yeah, our nomad. Uh, which that term, I'm waiting for feedback for us to address that because okay. it's whew. yeah. Why? Yeah. Uh, which then uh, brings us to finally Queenie Goldstein. <gasps> oh, so it was so nice of her to name a character after it. Really you. was. I mean, like you deserved I just, it, I and she it was, was a really great nice. character. Oh my god, she is like a human ray of sunshine. Uh, played by Allison, S- is it Sudal or Sudal? Yeah, something like S-U-D-O-L. that. I wasn't familiar with her either. Uh, but she, man, she was. I think she was my favorite. She was the knight in shining armor to uh, Jacob's damsel in distress, and honestly. she was just so because she was the one who got him out. Yeah, and she was just so happy and sweet and kind, and just her accent was just perfect. It was. It wasn't too much, so but it, beautiful. Yeah, it was great. It was great. Uh, and she calls her sister Teeny. I mean, like it's adorable. Yes, she's adorable. Uh, so then that brings us to Percival Graves. Played by Colin Farrell. Wah, wah. Yeah. I think he played the character really well. He was creepy as he shit. He was creepy. And you knew from the get-go he was bad. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, which is not uncommon in J.K. Rowling's stories, though. You know yeah. who the bad guy is yeah. right off. But he played him very, very well. Um, did you know? Uh, I had an inkling toward the end, and then I had forgotten that we were getting Grindelwald at, like, fully yeah because we did you yeah i had been spoiled on who that was and then i like forgot about it and that's good because then you got to see it with fresh eyes yeah um but going back yeah there were yeah the second time i watched it i was like oh my gosh this it's like westworld Mm -hmm. watching westworld the second time you're like oh there and then yeah and then that and then the oh yeah which we were just doing a few minutes ago (laughs) yes we were uh and then there was seraphina pickery 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 yeah. You're right. Yeah. Uh, played by Carmen Ejogel. I thought she was great. Uh, it was... President c- of Makusa. So it was nice to see a woman of color in charge. Okay, let's talk about that real quick. But... There were not enough people of color in this film. Well, there wasn't. There was so, not. So one thing I thought was weird is that they were very segregated from the nomadges mm-hmm. in America. Um, Newt even made a point of saying, like, yeah, you have a really backwards idea, like, you're not allowed to socialize with them or marry but them. But it was 1926. Yeah, but Britain clearly wasn't that way. But, so, that was one kind of weird... But we don't know how Britain was in 1926. We only... Britain we know is the 90s. Yeah, but we we know... In this world. We know Newt thought it was... Newt, Newt. Bizarre. Newt, Newt. Um, but then, also, okay. they clearly flout a lot of stereotypes... In certain ways, because they had a lot of women in their ranks. Mm-hmm. Again, a woman of color was their president. Mm-hmm. So, in a time when uh, slavery was still very fresh, yeah, I mean, and segregation and civil rights was still whoa, way far out. So, I thought that was interesting. Um, I'm, I, I don't know. I'm just wondering about the dynamic of how that works in the American wizarding world. It's almost like they threw her in there to be progressive and didn't want to bring it any further than that yeah yeah so uh so then there's credence barebone oh played by eriza miller so this is this is our flash from uh the new 
uh, Justice League movie. This is this is okay. Uh, the guy that's going to play Flash. I like him. Oh, is he? Yeah. I don't yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, I like him. I felt so bad for his character. I just, I, I was like, would somebody please hug him and not you, Graves? You're creepy. Um, I just, I really, yeah, I felt so bad for him. And yeah, the it just whole movie. progressively got worse yeah. throughout oh, the movie. I know, right? Uh, I did not suspect him. I did. Did you? I suspected. I was the little. It was the little girl. I I thought it was him. Um, pretty quickly too. Crap, what was her name? Uh, modesty. I think modesty. You're. I keep wanting to call her mercy. Yeah, modesty. Um, modesty. Which uh, good job, creepy New Salem lady. Way to name your kids weird things that show that you're. Uh, you but know, they were adopted. They, I know they were adopted children. So uh, that would be Mary Lou Barebone. Yep, played by Samantha Morton, who was crazy so- lady creepy yeah the second salemers that was i was like seriously so seriously the banner i thought was well designed with the snapping of the wand i guess um they did not even really have to show her hitting the kids no you felt it and as soon as she had him start taking off his belt um well, it was s- so squicky to me and it was supposed to be yeah well the scene where graves heals credence's hand yeah um yeah but yeah i, I, I didn't need to see it no no yeah and i was hoping was they enough. didn't show yeah. it and yeah. i'm glad they did because there are kids watching this movie yeah but I, it was meant to be because this movie was way darker yeah than the I, beginning of the Harry yeah, Potter. Yeah, it was. So I, I thought it was good that they at least showed that much of it because you get very quickly that she's a terrible, terrible human being. And I saw somebody, I saw one of the Tumblr posts refer to her as human umbrage. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I was like, well, yeah, that's about right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, so, yeah. Uh, so I'm just going to hit a uh, couple of minor characters and then let the character list go. Okay. Uh, Narlac was voiced by Ron Perlman. I know he was. It was awesome. He, and it was it was killing me because IMDB wasn't updated with him. Hmm. And I saw him in the previews and I was like, that's fucking Ron Perlman. Like, yeah, it I is. know that. I love Ron Perlman. Yep. And it was killing me that I couldn't get it confirmed until later. Well, it is. But yeah, and, I love him. And uh, Henry Shaw Sr. was played by John Voight. Yes. Who is father of... Angelina Jolie. Angelina Jolie. Yes. So there's that. Uh, and then, of course, Mr. Johnny Depp. I know. Okay, let's let's address the Johnny Depp issue. Yeah. Johnny Depp was not originally announced as being attached to this movie at all. Right. It was kept under wraps very well. Yeah, the studio did a great job. They did a very good job with that. Um, however, once the critics got a hold of the film... They were douche nozzles about they it. They leaked it. Yeah. And the studios had to confirm that, yes, in fact, Johnny Depp has been confirmed as playing Grindelwald in the next movie... Series. Or he's been cast. He was cast as Grindelwald. I think it's going to be series. So, um, so, um, yeah. I don't know how I feel about it. I think he's too big of a name. I don't think he fits in this world. No. I can't. It's the suspension of belief. It's it's one of those things where I look at it and I'm like, that's Johnny Depp. Yeah. And that's, I don't need to do that. I that's need to look Captain at, Jack Sparrow. Yeah. I need, I need to look at it and go, oh my God, that's Grindelwald. Yeah. So I don't feel that at all. Yeah. That's. I think that's going to be a problem. And we both, our first reaction, and it was both of us, Yeah, we both went, he's too old. He's too old. 
And I actually did look up, um, right before the cast, I looked up how old, because uh, he's a contemporary of Dumbledore's. Um, Dumbledore was born in 1881, so as of this movie, he would be 45. So, actually... Grindelwald could be slightly older. Yeah, and actually, so the age is jive. I just, I think I just don't want Johnny Depp in this world. And yeah, I just, it's, he's again, it's that suspension of belief. Yeah. I yeah. couldn't do it. Yeah. Um, Eddie Redmayne, I could buy. Yeah. Because he does such um, um, physical acting. Yeah, exactly. He's really good at it. And even though Johnny Depp had gods of his makeup and makeup dye or, and, or yeah. uh, it could even be CGI work done. He's still, it's freaking Johnny it's Depp. It's clearly Johnny Depp, yeah. Clearly. Yeah. And so that that's going to be tough uh, for me to buy later. Yeah. Because the, because with, uh, with the big reveal, like, I was able to get into Graves in this world. And he's kind of, um, you're not really clear of his motives. And, and I want to talk about Grindelwald's motives later. Um, but you, I, I was in it. And even, even though I'm like, oh, that's Colin Farrell. It wasn't jarring to me, and I think Johnny Depp's gonna be. Yeah, Colin Farrell. It was, it was fairly easy um, to to accept him as part of this world. Yeah. So, um, I mean, I have papers. Mm, I have so many papers. I've lost one. What do you? Oh, looking? here it is. Okay. Um, now, of course, I always go over the IMDb goofs and trivia. Of course. Not all of them, just the ones that I think that are... Interesting. Interesting. Uh, there's not a whole lot of goofs. Um, in the smash subway near the end of the film, Eddie Redmayne kicks a brick, which is obviously made of foam. Okay. Apparently, obviously, these people that. have not watched Star Trek, because <laughs> original series Star Trek <laughs> is so full of foam, it's, it's foamy. Uh, so... Funny. Uh, and then somebody's complaining about the his uh, his passport at the beginning of the film. He uh, takes the passport and turns it sideways to examine it. The old blue British passport did not have pages that were oriented sideways. Oh, okay. Woo woo. Uh, when Frank the Thunderbird leaves New York, he goes towards the sun. As all of the battle happened during nighttime, the sun was coming up, and therefore Frank went eastwards. Considering he would go back to Arizona, he took the wrong direction. Well, clearly he was lost in the first place. I know, right? Well, he was trapped, but whatever. He's not exactly a homing pigeon. Yeah. Just saying. Maybe he was going to bank around. Plus, it looked cool. Okay. Uh, There's some costume issues. Yeah. Uh, The theater marquee advertises a show called Tribeca Follies. The neologism, Tribeca, an acronym for Triangle Below Canal, was not coined until the 1970s. Wizards are ahead of their time, man. Yeah, but this is not, this is just New York. This is not all wizarding. This is New York. Well, New York wizards are There are, are no magis here. Whatever. <laughs> You're so bitter, <laughs> man. <laughs> it's fiction. Let it go. Uh, they're in the real world at points, so there's that. Yeah. Um, it is established throughout the film that they would need to wipe Jacob's memory of everything relating to magic, but in the end, they realize that most of the city needs wiping, so Newt releases a venom into the clouds to make rain to people. It is established in the scene that the human characters don't need to be touching the rain in order to have their memory wiped. Those yep. who are inside were in contact with water when their memories were wiped. Yep. For example, a woman drinking water and a man in the shower. Therefore, Jacob's memory doesn't go until he steps into the rain several moments later. It was, it was dramatic. That's Incorrectly why. regarded as a goof. Yeah. Okay. Uh, plot hole, which I am going to have to argue with. Okay. I don't think it's a plot hole. It says, Grindelwald expects to be imprisoned rather than executed. Mm-hmm. 
to eventually escape. Yeah. But we have earlier seen the American Wizards will execute major offenders. I have to argue with that. Okay. Because he would be extradited back to Britain. Not Britain, even. Or to wherever, to... Yeah, he was from, like, a nebulous Eastern European area. Yeah, because his crimes weren't committed in America. He would have to go back to the country where the crimes were committed to be tried. Yeah. Not in America. Yeah. So, sorry, that's not a goof. Yeah. In my opinion. So, He's um, basically wizarding Hitler? Pretty much, yeah. And, uh, and again, if, like, if you don't know, um, I've read a lot about this stuff. I was pretty deep in, in the, in the Harry Potter lore for a while there, because I found it all fascinating. Um, the duel in 45 between Dumbledore and Grindelwald that, um, led him to be apprehended, which he wasn't killed then either, um, because he's still in prison when Harry's time rolls around. Um, he, it was 1945. And he is this Eastern European, potentially slightly German guy. And he believes in blood purity and he believes in all this stuff. Well, and so it was like, it was very clearly telegraphed. Like he, his downfall was in 1945. Like it was wizard Hitler. Yeah. There's, there's a lot of parallels between yeah. JK Rowling's world and. Yeah. She, she history. picked a lot from the way Nazis looked at blood status. For, yeah. Oh, for her yeah. Stuff. Yeah. She sure did. Um, which is, it's fine. It's fine. It's scary as shit. Which, uh, also, she's Scottish. Isn't she Scottish? No, she just lives she in lives Edinburgh. She lives in Scotland. Okay, yeah, she, right. she, her husband um, is a doctor in Edinburgh. And I think that's... I uh, was there. She ended up there. Yeah, I you were there. there. You were in the same city as her. I was. You were. And I saw the uh, cafe where she wrote it. <gasps> I saw it. I saw it. I saw it. Yeah, you did. Anyway, uh, so trivia. Okay. Uh, the name Scoot, Newt Scamander appears in the Marauder's Map in the movie Harry Potter and the Prisoner of Azkaban. What the fuck was he doing there, man? What the fuck? I think at that point they were just putting in Easter just eggy type dropping stuff. Dropping names. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, the film was originally intended to be a trilogy, but it will be a five-part series. Woo! Woo! Uh, Eddie Redmayne auditioned for the role of Tom Riddle in Harry Potter and the Chamber of Secrets, but was turned down after reading one line. Damn, son. Glad he was. However, that version of Tom Riddle didn't go on to do anything else. He was the first and only choice for, for Newt's commander. Yeah. So he didn't even have to audition. Yeah. Uh, and yes, his gray and yellow scarf is a nod to him being in Hufflepuff. He's Oh, he's the huffliest puff to ever huffle well, a Well, so is Eddie Redmayne. Yeah. Oh, oh, oh yeah, yeah. Absolutely he is. So there's that. So JK. Uh, one school was obligatory for several of the cast members. The actors would attend a boot camp in order to be instructed how to move and use a wand properly. And they Much s- like zombie camp for uh, Walking Dead. <laughs> they started that with Harry Potter. Like, they were very, like, they wanted them to use it in a very deliberate mm-hmm. way. Uh, the form of execution Tina was about to experience by sitting and being submerged into a pool of water is based on the execution slash punishment slash trial of Salem witches during the Salem witch hunts. Oh, that's harsh, man. Known as the dunking chair where the accused witch would sit in a chair and was dunked in the water. The person sank. They were innocent. The person floated were witches. Yeah. I totally saw that when I saw I didn't. It was like, oh, that makes it oh. worse. Yeah, I, but see, I'm a history buff on the Salem witch trials. Yeah. So. But that. They were, not, they were not burned. That I find. I found pretty damn disturbing yeah the execution although i have to say that them putting her in a state of bliss yeah before it happened was nice of them but i think that also kind of makes it more sinister 
It kind of does, but I mean, if you're going to die, knew, wouldn't you rather she, die happy? She knew those ladies too. When she yeah, that was because she call, she called her by name. She was like, "Please don't do this." Such Beatrice. and such, Beatrice or something like that. Yeah. I was like, "Oh fuck!" But still, I mean, if you're going to die, I'd rather die in a state of bliss and than horror. Yeah, Ooh. I mean, yes, it was horrifying to to witness. Yeah, but if were you going to experience it? Yeah, yeah. So there's that. Um. J.K. Rowling has stated this film is neither a prequel nor a sequel to the Harry Potter series, but an extension of the Wizarding World. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I don't understand why she had to... Because people get weird. I guess. Uh, there was a Grindy Low. You, did see, you do see a Grindy Low. I noticed that. The Grindy Lows. The Grindy Lows. Yes. I was happy to see that. Uh, when Mary Lou asks Newt, are you a seeker? He answers by saying more of a chaser. This is a hint that he possibly played as a chaser in Quidditch while attending I didn't Hogwarts. I think about that. You know what I thought of? Cassandra, the seeker in Dragon Age. Uh, yes, that's what I was thinking. I was like, no, but I have one on my team. <laughs> I don't. Uh, prior to filming, Eddie Redmayne was provided with a very detailed backstory which J.K. Rowling was revealed exclusively to him. Oh, Jesus. The smells shades of Snape all over yep. again. Uh-huh. But that's how she rolls, yep. man. So the, something's going to be revealed. Yeah. Well, we do know he um, he is alive as of 2015. And he is Luna's uh, grandfather-in-law. She marries mm-hmm. his grandson. Yep. So there you go. So there's that. Uh, Carmen Ejigo mm-hmm. insisted her character was left-handed. Oh, I like that. As left-handedness has been associated with dark magic and sorcery it for has. centuries, she suggested that creating emphasis on her left hand by adding rings to the dominant hand, costume designer Colleen Atwood loved the idea, and several rings were created from scratch. That's awesome. Uh, Colleen Atwood knows her shit. One of the characters exclaims, Mercy Lewis. Mercy Lewis was one of the young girls who accused her neighbors of witchcraft during the Salem Witch Trials. That's why I keep wanting to call... Um, Modesty, mercy. Oh, okay. As I keep okay. thinking, mercy. Uh, the next movie's already Those in rhymes that she was giving throughout the movie. What the fuck is that shit? And those were meant to make us think it was her. But yeah. yeah. It was those just her off the trail. Yeah. Those were creepy. Mm-hmm. There was a lot of just really sinister themes in this. It was way darker than I expected. Yeah, I, me too. Much, much darker. But yeah, um, Eddie Redmayne admitted by ac- that by accidentally flunking in the audition for the role of Kylo Ren, it allowed him to get picked for the role. Although he was not aware it was the studio's only. Tr- I didn't know he auditioned for Kylo Ren. I cannot picture that. No, no, not at all. No. Hux maybe, who went to a Harry Potter alum. Well, yeah, there is that. He would not have been an alum though. So no, no, just saying. The bright color books seen in the shelf behind Jacob during dinner at Queenie and Tina's apartment are part of the seven volumes of Chadwick's Charms. Yep. The American equivalent of standard book of spells used in Hogwarts. Okay. An interesting connection with the Harry Potter series is that the author of the book Chadwick Boot is the elder brother of Webster Boot. Webster is the ancestor of Harry's schoolmate Terry Boot upon his return to England as a pioneering or... And um, Queenie and Tina are distantly related somehow to Anthony Goldstein, who was a Ravenclaw member of Dumbledore's army. But wait, wait. I'm not done. Oh, oh, oh. 
Uh, Chadwick and Webster are brothers were also the adopted sons of Ilvermorny. Am I saying that? I'm saying that wrong or not? The Ilver, school. Yeah, Ilvermorny. Uh, of the founders. The adopted sons of the founders. <gasps> Shut up! Yeah! Not the same people, clearly, because that was like in the 1700s or whatever, or 1600s or something, teen hundreds. Right. But uh, yeah, that's cool. It was released 15 years and two days after Harry Potter and the Sorcerer's Stone. Oh my gosh, I feel old. So old. Mm-hmm. I was so glad to hear that theme again mm-hmm. in the in the. Big I screen. know how I was a uh, uh, Hedwig's, Hedwig's theme. Yeah, thank you, John uh, John Williams. Even though you haven't scored anything past the first two movies, your theme is still going strong. The giant poster on the stage in Senator Shaw's campaign speech is very similar to the giant poster on the campaign speech in Citizen Kane. Oh, absolutely. There were lots of shades of Citizen Kane in that. Um, he was an asshole, the too, Deathly though. Deathly Hallows uh, pendant. The sy- yeah, the yeah. symbol. Yeah. That was... Okay, so the first clue was the haircut. Yeah. Yeah. When you see it the second time, you're like, oh, yeah. Uh, house elves. It is possible that house elves are free in America, as some elves are seen wearing regular clothing. Yeah, the guy in the elevator was wearing clothes, and I was and like, And he was what? super mouthy, too. Yeah, he was. In addition to this, the elf that operates the elevator owns a wand, which he uses to select the floor of the R's office near the beginning of the film. In the British Wizarding World, house elves are enslaved. Yep. Blah, blah, blah. Which is interesting, because Britain did away with slavery well before, I think we were even a country. No, no. It was... They might have in, like, England proper. But, um, so that's interesting that they kind of reversed it by the looks of it. Because, yeah, all the, and, and the barkeep was a house elf, too, I think. Um, at the speakeasy, which was cool to see. Oh. See, I never really made that con- what? <clears throat> connection. Dumbledore's sister, Ariana, is rumored to host an Obscurus. Yeah. I was actually gonna, gonna talk about that. I read a really cool post about it. Um, and they said that, um, maybe Grindelwald maybe his intentions weren't completely terrible um, because yeah, he had some backwards ideas. Until they were? Well, yeah, but um, he had a lot of backwards ideas, um, but he, I mean, when you look at him against Voldemort, he was like a kitten. Um, And maybe because of what happened with Ariana, um, who, if you don't know, that's Dumbledore's younger sister. She was attacked by muggle boys. You don't know who Ariana is now. You really need to go rewatch the movies. Well, yeah, but uh, just... (laughs) You know, recap. Um, and she's attacked by muggles, and her father ends up attacking them, and he gets in prison. But anyway, so she becomes this shut-in, um, and you kind of get the imp- Like, I think Aberforth tells us that she couldn't control her powers, and it sounds a it, lot like... It does now that you put the... the, the and she the died, in front she of died young. There was this explosion of power. Mm-hmm. It was an accident. Um, so, yeah, that starts to so, sound really familiar. Right. So what I'm looking at here is a list of the clues that Percival Graves is Gellert Grindelwald. Yeah. Oh, okay. Hairstyle. Yep. In the interrogation, Graves plays partic- Graves pays particular attention to the fact that Albus Dumbledore holds Newt Scamander in high regard. Okay. Um, which is information that only somebody that would be close to Dumbledore would right. have. Uh, it was later revealed that the point of view shots of someone gliding through the city is graves traveling like smoke. Traveling as smoke in the films is often associated with the dark arts, as only other people that have been traveling this way. The fictional universe are the Death Eaters and Voldemort. Oh, yeah. Yep. Um, secret meeting between Graves and Credence. Graves gives him the pendant. Yep. 
uh, the Deathly Hallows thing. Um, Dumbledore's sister Ariana is rumored to host an Obscurus, which is why the books, which is why in the book she was prone to lash out with strong magic after attempting to suppress it. Save Scamander Graves appears to be the only one knowledgeable about Obscurials in this film, at least enough to think that he could use credence for his nefarious ends. Yeah. Believing Credence to be non-magical with magical lineage, Graves refers to him as a squib, given that the magical community refers to non-magical people without magical lineages. No mag instead of muggle is entirely possible they have another term for squibs. If so, Graves slash Gindelwald slipped up and exposed his European origins. Oh, uh, yeah, that's that's a good point. The, argue, there's, the thing is, the only word that they use differently is the word no mag. Yeah. Everything else they or, is the same. Is the same. Yeah. Yeah, so I don't understand all that. Um... So the last clue is Graves' first name is Percival. Mm-hmm. Percival is one of Alvis, Albus Percival Wolfric Brian Dumbledore's middle names. Yeah. So Grindelwald might have consciously or unconsciously recalled Percival and used it for his alias. Because, you know, uh, it's hinted in the books, and then she did tell us explicitly Dumbledore is gay, but it's hinted in the books that um, when Dumbledore was friends with Grindelwald when they were, you know, 17, 18, around that age frame like it felt very much like the beginning of a romance Mm -hmm. so yeah and then they parted ways because you know grindelwald had some crazy ideas has crazy kids uh one last thing i wanted to point out here that i didn't really think about until i just now read it is the second this is the second time that johnny depp and colin farrell played the same character in the same film what was the first the imaginarium of dr panassas oh all right. Which is the one uh, Heath Ledger was filming. Oh. And a bunch of actors jumped up and played the part in the okay. different scenes. Different, their different actors took over the different scenes as an homage to oh, okay, in to honor him. of Heath Ledger. Oh. So. I was like, oh, yeah, I remember that. It was a terrible mm. movie. <laughs> that was a bad movie. It was terrible. <clears throat> it was so bad. It was. It was a horrible movie. I saw it once. I've only seen pieces of it. You're not missing nothing. <laughs> You're not missing nothing. I hate it, though, that it was supposed to be this, you know, nod to Heath Ledger, and it was a really bad movie. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, feedback? Uh, I, I wanted to go through okay. the creatures first. Okay. And I did want to talk about, uh, well, that was the thing I wanted to talk about with Ariana. Um, his his okay. potential um, uh, motive. Obscurium. Yeah, and my dad is so funny. He's like, because um, I saw it with him last weekend. Mm-hmm. Um, he's, that was the second time he was seeing it, too. And I had to explain the whole Grindelwald thing because he hadn't read any of the books. And I swear, you know, he sees a movie and two minutes later he's like, what? Um, he thought, he was like, he was like, oh, no, that kid's not dead about Credence. And he was like, and I think that his Obscuria is going to go get... Is gonna end up with the uh, girls that Newt has. Newt, Newt. And I was like, okay, that's really cute, but that's probably not gonna happen. But watch it happen. Um, <laughs> but yeah, so uh, so I have a list of the of the main creatures that we see. Sure. So we see the Niffler. Yes. Who is the most precious, sweet, ridiculous angel? Isn't he adorable. Um, and also he's a pain in the ass. But I love how Newt, how patient Newt is with them. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that's really indicative of his character. And it's so anathema to the way the Makusa folks see these creatures. And um, I think it's, you know, it's it's pretty much because of Newt and the way he looked at things that they even have a care of magical creatures 
class at Hogwarts. Yep. So I think that's really cool. Um, so we have the Niffler, and then we have the um, the Bow Truckle, who um, he had some separation issues, and he loved his newt. Favoritism, man. Yeah, favoritism. Uh, the Demi Guys, who was our invisible um, babysitter, baby Yeti type deal. Baby Yeti. He looked like a little baby Yeti. He did look like a baby Yeti. Like a nice yes. one. Um, and he was babysitting the alchemy. How do you know that Yetis are, are bad, though? That's really, true. Yetis could be really sweet. That's true. We don't know. That's true. Um, the Arumpent, who tried to get with uh, Mr. Jacob Ah, uh, yes, yes. Tried to breed. Um, and I did want to, uh, one of my first thoughts was, oh, that was an Arumpent horn in Luna's house when, um, in Deathly Hallows, when they go visit her dad after yeah, she's been kidnapped. Mm-hmm. Um, that's what they blow up to get away from the Death Eaters. Oh, dear. Or the Snatchers. I, th- I don't even think they were Death Eaters. I think they were Snatchers They were at that Snatchers, point. yeah. Um, and then we have the Thunderbird, Frank. Frank. Loved Frank. Frank was adorable. Frank did good. Um, I, my one really kind of big question was, how did Frank break that little vial and make sure it got into all the rain? His beak. Magic? His beak. Yeah, he I know. He but... with his beak. And then magic. And then magic. <laughs> I mean, the visual of it was great. He's a Thunderbird. He, he's it's he's the Thor. He's Thor. Yeah, he is Thor. How come the rain didn't affect the wizards? Science, because like Queenie- because their biology. He explains it in the sh- in the movie. He? he says our biology is slightly different, so it will affect you differently. That's true. And he's using the same stuff because yeah. Queenie- to treat the bite. Queenie uses an umbrella. Her little wand air umbrella which that could just be not to get wet well yeah um but when the imagine what that would do to her hair i know when the wizards were repairing everything they're all blatantly in the rain and i was like wait a minute but yeah you're right he does explain that he does say there you go sorry not a loophole um so then we have the alchemy who is our winged serpent and i thought they were precious i need three oh my god they're so adorable i need three Mm -hmm. Mm mm-hmm and it would get out in my house and go yeah whoomp I, I think the cat would need an insect in a teapot, and I'm like, what? I, th- I think that I think the cat would have a little bit of a problem so. with she the might. alchemy, maybe. Yeah. Um, then we have the um, the Nundu, which is the the leopard kind of looking thing that also looks like a blowfish. The blowfish. Yeah. So the that was really lion. cool. Yeah. Yeah. And then you have the swooping evil, who saved the day, really. Swooping eagle. The thing that he had it looked like a yo-yo, but it was a. Oh, that was the thing that he squirted the juice, the venom yes. out of yes. its butt, and then so saved I mean, every, yeah. save the day all the way around. Yeah, I mean, save their asses in the in the department. I was going to say Department of Mysteries, um, <laughs> in Makusa, Makusa. Um, and then we have the Graphorns, who are those dinosaur kind of looking things that they were the last breeding pair. Oh, I and they've already them had as dinosaurs. They had two. There were two. Yeah, there were two. Uh, I didn't think of them as dinosaurs. I thought of them as hippopotamuses but desert hippopotamuses so leave me alone okay don't judge you can that's fine they look like hippopotamuses to me okay that's okay with tentacles yeah they're japanese they're so pretty they're japanese jesus (laughs) (laughs) i'm not sorry Uh, no you're not i know you well enough to know that yeah so yeah so those are those are our main aminals and they're precious Mm -hmm. and i want a niffler okay so um Feedback? 
Yeah, you can always send us feedback on stuff by emailing us at randomteapodcast at gmail.com. Or you can get us on Tumblr at randomteapodcast.tumblr.com. Or on Twitter at randomteacasts. Or or on Facebook at uh, facebook.com slash randomteapodcast. Well, we did that out of order. Yeah, we did. So, um, <laughs> And while you want to remember all that, you can go to our website at randomteapodcasts.com. Scroll all the way to the bottom. And there's links to all that crap. There's links to all of our social stuff. So, yeah. um, but while you're on our website, check out our other podcasts. Uh, yeah. We have, uh, currently going right now, we have, um, Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. and Gotham. They're on their, they're both now on their winter hiatus. Yep. Um, so if you, now's a good time to get ca- caught up if you haven't seen there the season go. yet. Yeah. Um, and then we're also about to do the, uh, we're going to start the Night Manager uh, in the random miniseries feed. Yeah. Mm, I think next weekish. Yeah. In the next week or so. I'm so excited. And then we are, <laughs> it's awesome. Um, she's dreading it. Uh, we are going to continue last year's tradition of making Janya watch not only a Christmas movie, but a romantic comedy Christmas movie. <laughs> and so we are going to watch The Holiday. Um, and that's the one with, cause there's lots of movies with the word holiday in it. Um, that's the one with, uh, Cameron Diaz and Jude Law and Kate Winslet and Jack Black. And so you get to hear more of her making those kind of terrible noises. Yeah. It's going to be awesome. I actually ordered it off of Amazon. It'll be here tomorrow. <laughs> so it was either rent it for two ninety nine or buy it for five bucks. You own it now. You're going to get it as soon as I'm done with Yay! it. You will own it. Yay. <laughs> All right, um, let's run through some feedback before we completely run out of time. Yeah. Um, so, Caitlin wrote into us. Good old Finally. Caitlin. You can hear more from her on our Stucky podcast. Yeah, you can. That's in our MCU movies feed. Yeah, it is. Drop that in there real quick. Uh, she says, God, I hope you haven't recorded Fantastic Beasts yet. This, we have not. This was over <laughs> a week ago. Yeah. No. Uh, so, I have surprisingly few thoughts on this movie, and here's a couple of reasons. Why? Primarily because it's a Harry Potter universe movie, and I was literally the same age as Harry when the majority of the later books were released, so the nostalgia factor is high. Yeah. Because of this, I'm not actually sure if the movie was good, if that makes sense. (laughs) Actually, it does. It really does, yes. Yeah, I I totally get that. Uh, She says, I love the movie when I walked out. I'm talking raging boner for everything and everyone (laughs) kind of loved. I appreciated the diversity of the cast, so many women, and a woman of colors, the American leader of a wizard's holy shitballs. Yep. I appreciated the visuals. I appreciated the concept and the way that so very many magical creatures were shown. I appreciated the overtones of conservation. Did you notice those that felt I proposed for our time, but potentially preachy at times too? Yeah, but I mean, let's face it. I thought it was, I thought it was in keeping because back then there was no thought of that. And I mean, you had not even just with animals, but just with, um, like if if you even look into how the New York Natural History Museum used to be run, I mean, like white dudes would just traipse all over the world and just be like, "I'm gonna take that, I'm gonna take that." Oh look, it's a skeleton. I'm gonna take that. Like it was terrible. Yeah. So like, yeah, I I thought this was interesting because that was kind of the time frame where people started changing their minds about how we approached the world and everything. And I think with, with Newt's whole thing is we need to understand these creatures and protect them. So I newt, thought that newt. was good. Newt, Newt. Uh, she says, but. Uh-oh. And that's a Caitlin but. That's a Caitlin but. As time passes, I find myself more and more disappointed. Eddie Redmayne played, as someone on my Facebook pointed out, a fantastic 11th Doctor. Yep. But in many ways, his character of Newt had the same weaknesses of the 11th Doctor. 
A British man who is spouting off nonsense words and vacillating between the personalities of an over-caffeinated toddler and a gentle, too wise for his young face adult is not inherently a good character. In fact, it makes for a very flat character, which Newt was in the film studies since. Yeah. He was not very multidimensional, and his character didn't change throughout the movie. The lead was almost like a bystander in the film. No one really changed, actually. So the more I think about it, the more it becomes a fan fiction exploration of the world, and I'm just not sure that makes for good cinema. I hope it's just that this is an intro to the world. (laughs) She says, I'm interested to see if you agree with me or if our friendship is now over. Uh, Never. Never, my darling. Never. (laughs) Uh, You're stuck. Like glue. I love you too hard, man. Um, I just can't quit you. <laughs> With you to the end of the line. Yep. There you go. I know there's going to be multiple more movies in the wake of the wank around JK creating American Wizarding Houses. I can't help but wonder if this was well advised. I think of season 1000 that we're on in Supernatural. <laughs> we're in 1001. Yeah. And how many fans feel the show needs to end to find an end point? Do we think this is a genuine idea and creating of Rowling's, or did fans keep asking for more so the studio went, hell yeah, let's milk these nerds for all they're worth and make more movies. Call JK. Honestly, I'm not sure. I hope the movies will get better, but thinking back on the movie, I think I can smell a cash cow. All that being said, I think I'd give my left breast for a bow truckle. That's a lot to give, honey. Yeah. Um, For a bow truckle, and the idea is amazing. I love the backstory on Grindelwald. I want more Harry Potter, and I want it to be good. So maybe this was the setup. (laughs) I do have some spoilery type stuff toward the end about where this is going. Okay. Um, I'm just going to plow right on through. Uh, Franzi wrote to us. She said, what a fun movie. Darker than I'd expected, but it felt so good to be back in J.K. Rowling's world of witchcraft and wizardry that I grew up with. It was also great to see this universium universe. Yeah. Um, expand even more. Rowling is a genius when it comes to world building. Well, okay. Yes. But also, I kind of think she bit off more than she could chew when she did the whole American thing. Because she, I mean, there's a lot of stuff she did not understand about our fucked up country and it's history. So I think that's, I think, yeah, I think she got a little wrong footed on it. I think she meant well. Um, I don't think she meant to ignore a lot of the things that she ignored that pissed people off. But yeah. 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 But imagine us trying to write British history. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. It just wouldn't feel right. No. Yeah. I agree. Uh, she says, I'd say up till now, the award for the most awesome purse went to Hermione, but Newt's case is even better. That's true. I love seeing all the creatures and learning their names, though I have to rewatch the movie at least once more time to remember them. But I do remember the Bow Truckle and the Niffler, mainly because I heard those names before. What was the Niffler's name? Because I had th- I thought it was Dougal, and then I realized it wasn't. And then oh, I don't my know. second but watch just, through, I think she's just talking the names Bow Truckle and Niffler oh, in and of themselves. Oh, okay, gotcha. As much fun as all those creatures were, the most fascinating part for me was everything going on with the anti-witchcraft and wizardry groups. I was annoyed by Credence and Graves, but the reveal that Credence was the Obscurial and Graves was Grindelwald made me forget my annoyance with them. I'm so intrigued by the whole Grindelwald story, and I can't wait for the next movie to come out. I also feel like I should have known it was him, especially after the Graves slash Grindelwald gave Credence the symbol of the Deathly Hallows. Yeah. I'm wondering how the timeline works. If I remember correctly, Grindelwald stole the Elder Wand from Gregoriach as a young man, so he must he have used it in this movie. <gasps> yeah. Oh, I didn't even look at his wand. I didn't either. I know that they're casting a young Dumbledore or already have. So I'm hoping we'll get to see the legendary duel between Grindelwald and Dumbledore in the next movie. 
I don't know if it'll be the next movie, but it will be in one of the movies. That's that's one of the things I have spoilers about. I also hope it will get a little more political. I don't know how I feel about that. We, I think we've had enough of political stuff in this country right now. I think it's very interesting, though. Uh, she says, I want to see more of Grindelwald's revolution. Not sure how Newt Newt will... No, she just says Newt. <laughs> we'll fit in there, though. Uh, is this the first time the Obscurial was mentioned? I feel like I've never heard of it before, and I would assume that's what Harry would have turned into if he'd have stayed under the stairs. Probably, yeah. Also, it made me think of Ariana Dumbledore. I think she was one, too. Yes, a lot of people are... But it's interesting, though, because they make mention of the fact that um, I think none of them have survived past the age of 10. Yes. But wizards, in Britain at least, aren't given their first wand until they're 11. So, but that doesn't necessarily mean they're not suppressing their powers necessarily, right? Because we see, we see, like we hear things, weird things happening to Harry as he grows up. True, true. Um, so I, I guess I don't know. I'm kind of fascinated with what what is considered repression, because at least in the Harry Potter universe that we're um, that we're familiar with, like magic at that young age is not necessarily encouraged. Like, they're not taught it yet. No, but they're also not subject to the the underage magic laws necessarily When they make an oops at age six, it doesn't, like, land them in Azkaban. age two. Yeah. 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 So, but yeah, I think suppression, in my, in my thoughts, the, to be an obscurial, the suppression would have to be conscious. Yeah. You'd have to purposely. Yeah. Suppress it. Yeah. So. Uh, Well, Kim wrote to us on Twitter. Yes, she did. She says, I initially was underwhelmed by the film, but have rethought my opinion. Okay. I wanted to be wowed as I was with the Harry Potter films and then realizing that having read the Potter books, I was already invested in the characters and stories and could enjoy the visualization of the books because I was there to enjoy the ride. Yeah. Having seen the film Sans reading the Fantastic Beast books, I was trying to figure things out, get to know the characters and the stories while still trying to be swept away by the visuals. I wasn't fair to the film and I'm looking forward to your thoughts and revisiting of the film. Perhaps on demand. I think my perspective <laughs> might change with the second viewing. It will. Yeah. I, a second viewing definitely will. I felt will. more connected to it the second and time. I hope that Valerie's recap helps you connect to it a little bit better. Connect to it a little bit more. Yep. Yeah. Um, and I think we have one more email. Yeah. This is from Loki. Ooh. Yeah. Uh, so, so sorry. I'm just now sending this. She sent it to us this morning. <laughs> You oh, I know it, it was this time, afternoon. Man. It was just a couple hours ago. You got it in on time, man. Yeah, you did. Uh, so it's been a couple of weeks, so this will just be a jumble of thoughts. So I know it's totally the cliche thing to say, but I absolutely cheered up when the Warner Brothers sign came up playing Hedwig's theme. Yep. I was 11 watching the Sorcerer's Stone all over again. Yep. Very much like coming home. Yeah, it was so easy to step back into that world. Yeah. So easy. Yeah. It, it felt, that that at least felt familiar. Yeah, it did. Uh, so I instantly wanted his suitcase. I didn't even know what was in it, and I wanted one. <laughs> I thought I wanted a Niffler, but then I remembered I have a five-year-old. That's kind of the same thing? Kind of. Kind of. <laughs> or uh, or a um, ferret. Yeah. <laughs> Ferrets ferret. are very much like, whew, I've had a ferret. I've yeah. had two ferrets. Whew. Niffler. Yeah. Makes me feel, I think JK has had a, had a ferret. Okay. Okay. Yeah. 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 Uh, she says, I instantly love Jacob. He is just so adorable. I know. The way he just tumbles down the magic hole of Wizarding World and accepts it is awesome. I also really adored Queenie, as you predicted. <laughs> Tina honestly annoyed me a little bit. I have trouble pinpointing it. Maybe I just don't like to follow rules. Yeah, she was kind of the wet blanket of the group. 
Yeah. Um, poor Credence, I kept flipping between it being him and his sister. I never decided before it was confirmed. Also, Ezra Miller is amazing. Yeah. I knew Graves was a bad guy right away, but honestly didn't see him being Grindelwald until like five seconds before it was revealed. Yeah. Yeah. I just forgot. I knew, but I forgot. I want to know what that little look is that Newt gave him. Newt, Newt. That before he, like, revealed who he was. I think it was a who are you kind of look. Like, you're not who you say you are. And then I also thought, like, why wasn't he polyjuicing or something? Because he's too powerful. Yeah, but, I mean, if, if it's, if it's, like, if he was able to undo a spell from Gellert Grindelwald, like. Which I would like to point out that Tina dueled with Grindelwald and survived. Yeah, she did. Boom. Boom. Just saying. I don't think he was trying too hard, though. Yeah. Uh, she goes on to say, I really appreciate that we got to see imbalances in power in some of the duels. In the original series, most of the main characters were extremely talented, which was fine. They were saving the world. So we didn't see a lot of that. I enjoyed being exposed to the, quote, average Joe. Okay. I can see I that. I can see that. Uh, the rules with no matches are crap. I think we all know that, but wanted to say it. Yeah. Yeah. But also, again, 1920s. Yeah. Um, I think that's what they were using. I think they were using it a lot like the racism. Yeah. I think it was a parallel for the racism. Yeah. Think now that I look I, back on I it. I absolutely think it was. Yeah. And I think that's why you had the moment of Newt going, well, that's kind of backwards. Yeah. Uh, I know we got to see a lot of creatures, but I wanted about a million more. Give me all of them forever. <laughs> Careful what you ask for. See, trouble with tribbles. Uh, do they have a different word for muggle, but nothing else? That's yes. kind of what it looked like. Yes. Which bugged the crap out of me. Why did the Obliviate potion only work on the nomadges, including the ones inside, but not on the witches and wizards repairing the city? Um, because biologies are slightly different. Yeah, but... And he does explain it in the movie. Yeah, but, um, so do explain to me, though, how it hit people that weren't outside. The, there was a man who was in the showers in the water system. That in quickly? the drains. Okay, it had time, man, plot, story, script. Yeah, They I had guess. to get there. I know. It just felt a little bit like, don't squint too hard at this. I would have, um... Yeah, but, yeah, but come on. They had to save, the, Newt had to save the day. I know. Come on. No, actually, Frank saved the day. Yeah, Frank. Let's give credit where credit is due. <laughs> she says, I'm glad they did not wrap up any of the romance plots. I would have been annoyed at that happening so quickly. Okay, can I just say that uh, there was no chemistry between Newt and Tina, like, ever. Ever. Yeah. In that whole movie. Yeah. There is more chemistry between that pin and that wire. Yeah. You're shipping them, aren't you? No, I'm not. Yeah, you are. Okay, maybe I am now. I am now. I did feel Kowalski and Queenie, though. Oh, my God. Those two. I, like, at the end of the... When we first saw it, at the end of the movie, I was poking you going, she's going to go to the bakery. She's going to go to the bakery. She's going to go to the bakery. I don't know. I was like, she's going to go to the bakery. He doesn't remember. I don't like it. And he smiled. Oh he God. remembered. Yeah, he did. Uh, she says, excited to learn more about the Lestranges, seeing as how the one we know best is actually a black... Yeah. And how Newt got expelled. Yep. Uh, the Wizarding World is back with a vengeance, and I am so happy. Have a very Potter day. Yeah, the 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 Lestrange mention was pretty interesting. Yeah, it was. Yeah. So, uh, I think that's all the feedback we had. Yeah. Um. So, I, I loved when they showed Kowalski's bakery at the end, and he had all the... 
all the creatures. I kind of expected something that looked like Queenie at one point. Because <laughs> I figure if he had, like, remnants of memory, of course he'd have a remnant of her. But, yeah, when she smiles at him, and he sm- Oh, it was beautiful. He smiled back, yes. All those little pastries were so... I don't know if I could eat those, though. I, I could. I don't know. It'd yeah, be, you could. Be, yeah, probably. Yeah, if I didn't know what they were... You'd take a picture and then you'd eat it. That's true. I probably would. Yeah. So. But... If I didn't know what they were, but if I knew what they were, it might be weird. Yeah. I don't know. I'm just weird. I know you are. So that's all the feedback I have. Um, so can I talk about the maybe spoilery type thing? Do you have anything else before we get I have nothing else. I am done. Okay, so if you consider stuff about the upcoming movies to be like spoilery, then see ya and we love you and thank you for listening. (laughs) Have a nice day. Okay, um, so they've confirmed that the movie series will end in 1945 with the duel between. Okay, that Dumbledore. is going. That's is where yeah. it's going to end. Okay. So the this movie series will con, will uh, cover 26 to 45. Okay, that's a long time. Yeah, it is. Um, so expect at least some semblance of a time jump in the next one. Um, I don't have any specifics about that. Um, I do know that Newt and Tina, according to the wiki, are married. Um, so she is, uh, Luna's grandmother-in-law. Um, and, uh, so I think that's, I think that's great. Um, and I, nobody knows anything about Kowalski and Queenie because, you know, we didn't know them before this we don't at know all. Yet. And we knew about Newt Scamander. I mean, I, I've had that book since it came out in like 2001. <laughs> it's really, really skinny. So I've I mean, I've seen the book. If I've... you, if you want to, uh, I think, I think it's still to help charity, um, it's really small, um, cause I was like, oh my god, I'm getting a Hogwarts textbook, and it was like, you know, teeny tiny. Um, but it, it, it is, it's interesting. But one thing I thought was really cool is, um, there is, uh, if you look at the publishing page, it's published by Obscurial, uh, oh. text or something. So we did get a reference to it way, way, way back in the day, so it's not something she made up for this movie, so I think that well, lend, that lends credence to the um, to the Ariana theory. True. So yeah. So it's been around for a, a little bit. So yeah. Uh, so that was my big spoiler thing. So I'm excited though because I love period stuff and I think this is going to be fun. Um, I do want to look at the wand now because I mean the elder wand is very distinctive. Uh, I think that's something she's going to need to address. Yeah, because t- uh, I th- I forgot who brought it up. Um, uh, Phronsie, wasn't it? Yeah, at that point he had stolen because we saw Grindelwald. We saw a really quick flash of him. He was played by Jamie Bell in um one of the Potter movies. Um, I think it was the first Deathly Hallows. Um, so at that point he did have the Elder Wand. Mm-hmm. Um, and Dumbledore doesn't get it from him until they duel in forty five and he beats him. Right. So yeah, at that point and and according to Wand Law, I mean like. Grindelwald was like fascinated so with... is wand law like the first law of thermodynamics uh for wizards yes okay yes so yeah I think he would have been using it I yeah the, she's gonna have to address that yeah and how does he get it from Makusa because clearly he escapes clearly he has got well yeah well that's gonna have to be the next film <laughs> so yeah I'm hoping Johnny Depp isn't in it that much I'm hoping it's just gonna be a little bit in each movie um, but I'm worried that it's not. <laughs> yeah. Sorry. So, yeah. Great fun. Uh, so, uh, have we checked IMDb lately on that score? I have not. You want to go ahead and do that? I'm going right now. 
even though it's notoriously unreliable, but mm-hmm. nevertheless fun. It's about as reliable as one can get. But if you're super bored in the car, um, we have this game that we play when we're driving long distances, and it's like we do an IMDb deep, deep dive, and we just it's going down the IMDb rabbit hole. And being like, oh, what is Benedict doing next? Ooh, and he's in this with this and this. Yeah, it's really fun. Ezra Miller is listed on IMDb for the second movie. I don't think he's gone. He's listed. I think we saw that little wisp of something at the end. And I I don't think he's... Because they made a big deal over the fact that he's he's of... You know, he's at least, I think, 18 um, in this... I just said 16, but... Um, I think, I think Graves said something about him being of age or something. Um, so I thought that was really... But of age in the wizarding world... Is 17. Is 17. Yeah, okay. Um, so... Ooh. I, I really, I don't, I don't think he's dead. Um, okay. Um, yeah. I am looking at trivia under... The next movie? The next movie, uh, which by the way, Ezra Miller, uh, Johnny Depp, uh... Hopefully Eddie. Eddie... <laughs> And uh, Zoe Kravitz are confirmed for are all con- are apparently confirmed. Oh, I like Zoe Kravitz. Uh, she's a Lestrange. Oh, uh, but it says it will be set in Paris following the days of the events in Fantastic Beasts. Okay, okay. Um, so yeah, I I oh, think Newt is confirmed to be the main character. Okay, so I think the fact that Credence was so fucking powerful, I think, is very interesting. And I yeah, I think he's going to be back. All right. Uh, But that's, that's all I have. That's all I got. All right. Thanks for listening, guys. Thanks, guys.